Right, here we fucking go. The first ever time I've tried to record a podcast. I said about two years ago that I would make a podcast. And since then, everyone has been fucking on at me about making a podcast. Mo, when's your podcast coming? Mo, when do you record this? Blah, 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 blah. And quite frankly, I have just been a lazy, scared, egotistical little fuck and completely put it off because one, I couldn't be bothered. Two, I was scared of failing and Three, my ego wouldn't let me do it because I didn't want to be judged. And I was using all these excuses. I said to you guys, I was like, okay, I'll make a podcast when I move house, when I've got the correct uh, equipment, when I'm in a better environment. And uh, I moved house, I've got all the equipment, I've got the room to do it in, and it just never happened. And I've tried to do it, and I've just put it off and off and off and off wrote it on my to-do list and I just never got around to doing it. And I was thinking about it today and I was like, right, whatever it fucking takes, you're sitting down and you're recording a podcast, no matter how great or how shit it is, you are getting something fucking done, Mo. And I was thinking about it and it's the same with uh, like starting any journey. Like everyone has an ego, everyone has some kind of an ego unless you're some like enlightened, enlightened super being. But the when, when I when I start something new or when we start something new, it's fucking scary because you don't like being shit at something. Me anyway, I'm like I, I take pride in being very good at things. I'll I'll learn something new and I'll become absolutely fucking obsessed with it until I am the best at it. I will spend so much time mastering my craft, mastering the art until I'm absolutely sick at it. And I start from level one and I get all the fucking way up to level 110 prestige and I will do whatever it takes to become good. But when you start something new, you're suddenly back to square one. You've gone from being an expert or something to being completely clueless about something else. And it, your ego doesn't like it. It's damaging. It takes a hit. And it's in, it's an incredibly hard thing to start off a journey. It's why so many people never actually manage to lose any weight. It's why so many people never actually manage to adhere to a gym routine and gain muscle. Because the first part, like starting the first, first few steps, are the fucking hardest. The most demoralizing or the most mentally challenging and it's the thing that you feel the most fucking judged for. But at the end of the day, what is the worst that can happen? You know, what is the worst thing that's going to happen when you're starting off on this journey? With me for this podcast, for example, I can just keep putting it off um, and maybe think that it's going to be shit. Sure, it's not going to be our best work. Sure, this is probably going to be the shittest podcast I recalled. But if I don't do anything, nothing is going to change. Everything is going to remain the same. And I'm going to be in the exact same place that I currently am in if I tried and failed. The only difference is... I didn't even bother fucking trying. So you're going from having a chance of it succeeding and a chance of something doing well to completely fucking wiping out that chance because you are too much of an egotistical pussy. And that was basically what I am doing. Going back to the whole ego thing and people failing before it even began, have you ever been on a diet and the diet is seems impossible? You just start working out in the gym. I know a lot of people start training and they stop training and they start training again and they fall in love with it. And uh, it just it just seems like seems so difficult, it makes you feel so uncomfortable, you don't feel like there's any progress, nothing is fucking happening, and then you quit. And then you might come back to it, I know this happens with a lot of people in the gym, and then you get into it, and then you start to see that muscle gain, you start to lose that weight. And once you've taken those first initial steps and built up some momentum, it just gets easier and easier and easier and easier. So the the biggest, hardest thing is taking that initial leap. That leap is the, oops, that leap is the most difficult thing and that's what we're doing right now, that's what we're doing today and uh, yeah, take the fucking leaps because the worst thing that's going to happen is you're just going to be put back where you currently are now and then you open up so many other doors by just merely trying that you are a fucking idiot not to try and we shouldn't live with our egos either, you know, like a bit of ego is good, right, ego is good for certain things but other things it's not very good at all, so... Here we go. We're just trying to do this whole thing without cuts. Even if I fuck up, I'm just going to go blah, 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 blah,
And uh, what I want to talk about today was adversity, obstacles, adversity, overcoming adversity, my personal take on it, what I've experienced, what I've learned along the way, and why I, in fact, fucking love adversity. But without further ado, here is the first ever podcast by me, your host. I've always wanted to say that. Mo Samuels. I haven't got a cool theme tune yet, but just imagine it, okay? Just imagine some, like, epic theme tune after I said, like, here is your host, like... Is the the idea is there, you know, it's a little seed that's been planted in my brain. So anyway, overcoming adversity. Um, a lot of you guys are obviously going to follow me for listening to this. If you don't know my story, uh, my name is Mo Samuels, I'm 23 years old. And I have been, I wouldn't say unlucky, I'd say fairly unfortunate in certain periods of my life with my health. Uh, I was diagnosed with a condition called lymphedema when I was pretty young, when I was like, 10, 11, 12, give or take a couple of years, years old. And that's basically an incurable degenerative condition that affects my entire left leg. So it means that it's um, swollen all the time. Uh, the fl- fluid doesn't drain off it properly. So I have to wear like, imagine like a suspender on one leg, okay? A big black suspender, like a sexy suspender the girls wear. It's basically the same thing as that, exactly the same, without the little straps on one leg. Uh, it means that I can get infection super easily, and it also means that I am prone to prone to being a fucking cripple when I'm older. But I was diagnosed with that when I was like 10, 11, 12 years old. It's been a rocky road to say the least. Like, I've learned a lot of stuff along the way, and um, that's that's kind of where where this story begins. And with the issues of infection in my leg, when I was about 18, one day I woke up, I had a bit of a pain in my knee, and I got really, really, really fucking sick. Long story short, I got an infection in my knee joint, which spread to the rest of my leg. I think they're worried about it spreading to my blood and to the rest of my body, but I don't know if it went that far. I spent about two weeks in hospital, had multiple surgeries on my knee, was told that I might lose my leg, that I'd probably never be able to run properly again, pain-free due to arthritis from the surgeries. And basically when you've got this bacterial infection like raging away inside your knee, eating everything up inside, it just starts destroying fucking tissue and like permanently damaging ligaments and damaging things inside your leg. So it is not good at all. It is like less than ideal to have. But I spent about two weeks in hospital there, um, I've never experienced any kind of like hardship like this up until then in my life. Like I've had, everyone's had injuries, everyone's spent time in bed, everyone's been sick. But like this was something else, you know, this was like a next level. I was in bed, I was unable to walk, I didn't know whether I'd be able to walk properly ever again. I didn't know whether I was going to leave hospital with or without a fucking leg. And I just didn't know how to handle, handle it. I was, I just turned 18 at the time. And yeah, it was like, it was a lot to take in. And um, I was miserable. Like, quite frankly, I was I was fucking miserable, you know. I just wanted to go home. I remember lying in the hospital bed and it being, like, the nicest, sunniest weather outside. And I was just trapped in this smelly hospital ward in a fucking hospital bed, stuck looking outside this beautiful weather. And I wanted nothing more than to get out of the fucking hospital and just walk, you know, something that everyone does every single day. You walk outside, you walk to work, you're like, oh, I've got to walk to work. How shit is this? You, you have to walk to school or you you uh, you might not own a car and you're moaning about walking. I just wanted that more than anything in the fucking world. Anyway, I got out, I was still super fucking miserable, super depressed, didn't really practice any gratitude. I wasn't really, really grateful. Like obviously it's nice and stuff and I was in a much better place, but I still felt like, um, I was still in like a very like victims mentality, you know, I was like, why is this happening to me? This is so unfair. This all normally only happens to people that have been through cancer and they've had surgery. So basically the issue of my leg called lymphedema, you can get it when you get a surgery on your lymphatic system, you get your lymph nodes removed. 
if you suffer from lymphatic cancer or if you have breast cancer, it's quite common as well. And then you get a swelling in your limb and all the same effects as what I have because you've had those surgically removed. And I was there like moaning about how how wise this happened to me kind of thing, just really in this like victim negative place that life is so unfair and I've been dealt with like loads of shitty cards. And at the time it just made perfect sense. I saw like no light at the end of the tunnel. It was like my life was fucking over and it was only like downhill and gonna get worse from there. Then I discovered training, then I discovered mindset, and then I discovered all the other wonderful things that go with it. So right, what am I trying to say? So right was in hospital, all that shit happened, uh, about 18, 90 years old, discovered training, discovered mindset, discovered podcasts, started listening to them, like got them into a morning routine, going for a walk, blah, 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 blah. And at the time when I was in hospital, I was just stuck in this victim's mentality, you know, so I didn't want to, I, I didn't look at what I did have, all I saw was what I didn't have, all I saw was negativity, all I saw was, was basically just fucking darkness and no light, and that is a, a choice of your perception. I've come to realise after pretty much going through the exact same thing again uh, last year, very, very recently, it is all a matter of perception and how you choose to see things. People that overcome these massive feats, these massive challenges, be them like with their health, be them like physical challenges, climbing fucking multiple peaks, climbing Everest, running all these ultra marathons, it's all a matter of perception and how you choose to see it. And the power of the mind goes a long fucking way. And I was in, at the time when I was in hospital when I was 18, I was in this like scare, scarcity mindset, this victims, victim mentality, you know. I didn't understand this. I didn't know anything about this. I didn't understand perception. I didn't understand you shape the way that you see the world. And I, I, I couldn't see anything good. So if you look back at it now, I could, could, have, could have been grateful for the fact that, yes, I got out of hospital with two legs. Yes, I was able to walk again, even though I told I wasn't going to be. I defied fucking odds. Yes, I was in a country that provided free healthcare, the UK, and I had a hospital bed and a ward and I had surgery and I had people looking after me. I wasn't in like some fucking slum in India where I was going to die. So it's always good to be found in the darkness. And another thing like uh, saying, going back to the cancer reference, I could have had cancer and they could have removed my lymph nodes and then given me lymphedema and then I still had cancer as well. So there is so much fucking good to come out of it. It's just cup half empty, cup half full mentality. That is literally it. So talking about overcoming adversity, overcoming obstacles, I've just cut, up, I've just cut the podcast, haven't I? I fucked it. Overcoming obstacles, overcoming adversity, talking about that then. It is all to do with a matter of perception, will, and action you know you've got to take action you've got to have the will and you've got to perceive things in the correct way ryan holiday talks about it in his book um obstacle is the way and it's a fucking excellent book i highly recommend you check it out but like a lot of the stuff that he talks about in there really really resonated with me so perception is the way that you choose to see the world you know everyone's perception is different and as the example I gave earlier, you can choose to see things in a negative way or a positive way i'm a firm believer in that every situation has a positive that can come out of it. No matter how horrible and bleak it might seem at the time, no matter how it might it might seem like there's absolutely no fucking light at the end of a tunnel, it's just darkness. There is always, always going to be a positive that can come out of any situation, whatever it is. There will always be a fucking positive. Mark my words, all you've got to do is see it. Good energy attracts good energy. Negative energy attracts negativity. That is how the fucking world works. For example, let's say your your mum's died in a horrible accident. Worst possible thing that could happen. Your mum's died in a terrible accident. Yes, there's no denying the fact that this is a horrible situation to be in. It's fucking shit. You love your mum to bits. 
but she has fucking died. So you can either mope around in self-pity and be angry at the world to her if she's in some accident at how, how horrible and unfortunate and how this shouldn't have happened to her, which might, might be true. Or you can take something from it. You, can, you can look on the bright side. You can look at all the great things she's done. You can use your inheritance money to invest in something and give back to others and make a fucking business that's going to absolutely smash it. Or you can live in her and live, live in her memory. And there's always something that you can get out of it. I'm not saying it's a good thing, but it's a horrible, the worst situation. And there is always something positive to be found out of it. So I've come to realize that perception is, is absolutely everything and practicing gratitude as well. Every morning I write down three things that I'm great grateful for and it just puts you in this mindset of being grateful for the things that you have. You know, like right now I'm sat in front of a big computer screen. I've got two nice speakers. I've got a nice microphone to speak into. I'm speaking into my fucking microphone that's going into my MacBook Pro and these are all materialistic things as well but I'm in such a fortunate place to have all of these things you're listening on a phone right now like whatever phone you have you have a phone a lot of people don't have a phone even if it's the worst possible phone you can possibly fucking get it's like 10 years ago you wouldn't have been able to do this there is always opportunity there is always always good to be seen in things you know all you've got to do is let it happen and see things from the right perspective so perspective is, is something that I've something that's been massively influential in my life, like just seeing things the right way and the wrong way. And when I repeated that incident last year, so when I was taken back into hospital, basically the same thing happened again, but a lot fucking worse. So it was it was May, I was on competition prep for a men's physique show. I was around six weeks out of the show, I believe. I'd just been skydiving in Portugal, got back from Portugal, landed in Portugal, went to see my grandparents who I hadn't seen for years in London, saw them, woke up in the morning and I couldn't walk. Like out of nowhere, my knee was fucking in excruciating pain. It felt like someone had taken my ankle and was ripping my knee out of my knee socket and fucking twisting it around. It was like some of the worst pain I'd ever felt. They phoned an ambulance, it was so bad because uh, I couldn't move. I could not move out of bed. I, I, I felt like I was going to pass out because of the pain. Um, and, and yeah. So I was stuck in bed, I was in London, and to make matters worse, it was a Friday, and this Friday I was meeting up with one of my favourite artists. So as you guys know, I like drum and bass, I love music, I'm a big, big into the music industry, and my favourite artist, the guy that I've really, really kick-started for me and got me into music and this genre was a guy called Metric. Lovely guy, I've met him a couple times in the past, but I've always fucking really, really rated his productions. Like I resonated him with him. I'm a, I'm a massive nerd at heart, you know, and he makes all these funky like sci-fi, sci-fi sounds of his synths. And I like, reminds me of like old video games, et cetera, et cetera, sci-fi films. I just fucking love it, man. So I've always wanted to work with him. And that Friday he had contacted me and asked me to come to his studio and film some bits with him and film a set he was playing later that night in the club. So I was doing that on the Friday. On the Saturday, the next day was my birthday. I was going to a festival with all my friends. I was doing a big meet up there. I was meeting up with some influencers that I followed, some guys on YouTube that I'd never met, like that I'm fans of. And I was super fucking excited. Then to make things even better, on the Monday, I was meant to go to Greece with my family for a family holiday for a couple of weeks. Like my mom hasn't really hasn't really had a lot of money. She's a single mom, two parents, so we haven't had that opportunity to go away, you know, as a family. And I was super excited to that. So I literally had the best fucking week of my life lined up. I just got back from skydiving. The weather was absolutely beautiful, sunny, absolutely belting it down. And uh, I, I I went to start this weekend. And I woke up on the Friday and I just couldn't fucking walk. I was in the worst pain of my life. And everything suddenly everything went out of the window. You know, I was in so much pain that 
I couldn't do anything. So they took me to hospital, rushed to hospital, and basically the same thing had happened again. I had an infection in my knee somehow. It, it was spreading to the rest of my legs, spreading up my fucking body. So they needed to get me in surgery straight away. Admitted me to the hospital, put me on a put me on a drip, um, washed out the knee, gave me surgery, and I was stuck in hospital four and a half hours away from home, completely on my own, on my birthday, um, missing all these events that I've been so looking forward to. And I was happy. I was happy. I was content, you know? And the reason that I was happy and the reason I was content was because I could see I could see the good in the situation. I could perceive it the right way. I could, If I compared it to the last time I was in hospital where I was fucking miserable, it was so much... Like, from the outside, like, that situation was so much better. Like, as in, I was 45 minutes away from home. I had all my family there. It was, like, it was kind of, it was winter, although the weather was nice. It wasn't, like, summer. Uh, I wasn't missing any events. I had my mum with me every day. I had a girlfriend at the time who came around and gave me fucking hand jobs in the hospital ward. Life was good. Like, it wasn't, it wasn't bad. But I was fucking miserable. And in, in, in contrast, comparing the two, the, the events that happened a few years later... The, when I was next admitted to the hospital, I was fucking happy despite missing all these events, but despite missing my birthday. And why was that? That was because of perception. That was because I could see the good in the situation. After that that last event, I'd grown so much. I'd grown so much as a person. I'd educate myself with podcasts, with books that I I could see that there's there's always good to be seen in the darkness. And I was grateful. I was grateful that I had a hospital bed to be in because I had such a bad infection. They put me in my own room so I wouldn't spread it to other patients. So although the infection, you'd even be like, oh my God, the infection's so bad, it could fucking kill you. Or you could be like, oh yeah, the infection's so bad, they put me in a room by myself. So I had my own room, I had my laptop with me, I had no one to come and see me, which meant I had no one to disturb me. So I could relax, I could watch films, I could do whatever the fuck I wanted. And although it was my birthday, and although I missed a family holiday that I'd love to be on, um, I, I, had the, I had great healthcare and within a about a week or 10 days, I was out. I was free. And I actually quite, I didn't enjoy my time in hospital. I enjoyed the mindset that I was in. It was it was almost like a massive win for me comparing the two, being in the, the hospital the first time versus the second time, being in this more negative situation and being able to fucking own the situation and handle it and like take everything in and be grateful for what I have the second time. That was a fucking win and it felt so good. So you you form you are you are the creator of your own destiny. The way you feel about things, the way you the way you choose to interpret events or environments, like you you literally do that. That that is on you. And it's a perfect just a perfect example that I can have the same thing happen to me twice in my life, the second time being completely worse. Yet the second time I wasn't depressed. I wasn't miserable. I was happy. I was popping jokes. I was smiling. And I was like, you know what? You've got to be grateful these for these things. You know, you should be grateful for all these little things that you take for granted because you're not entitled to them. You're not allowed, you're not you not not everyone has them, you know. Like walking down, walking to the walking to the shops. If you have to walk to school, you can fucking walk, man. You have clothes. You have like a nice coat. You have shoes. And there's people that don't have that. And there's always opportunity to to get to get these things if you don't have them. And we live in such an age of the internet and an age where there there is so much opportunity. Everyone's like it's called declinism, where people are like, oh, it, it was so much better ten years ago, man. The world was so much better back then. Like I remember when this used to be like this, or back in the eighties, back in my day. And it's like everyone is always better in the past. No, that's fucking bullshit. That's just you being a pessimistic, moaning piece of shit. Declinism is the notion that you think it's always it always was previously better. And if this thing existed, if it was always better in the past, the world would just spiral into some absolute hellhole shit show because it's constantly getting worse. The fact of the matter is the, the world isn't getting worse, you know. It's just your the way you think of it. It's your mindset. Like, 
past events in your memories, you just make them out to be better and better and better. And you're not being present, you're not being appreciative of what you have now, you're not being grateful. So just take a moment to be grateful for things, take a moment to consider how far you've come, like to kind of, kind of look back and realize that you have a lot, you know, you, you do have a lot going for you and you have a lot more than other people and you have all the fucking opportunities and the only thing that's stopping you from taking them is yourself. So perception is a, is a huge thing and practicing gratitude and you've got to be, it gives you an opportunity to be a leader as well. When you're in times of adversity, it can, you can show like true mental strength and resilience through actually like spitting in the face of a situation by being positive, by seeing the light in it, you're saying like a big fuck you to this negative thing and you're suddenly flipping it into something positive and something great and it's like, it, it, it is over owning it it's taking control of it and the moment you succumb to negativity and being like oh this is fucking shit i hate my life uh, why does this happen to me being a little whiny victim is the moment that the negative situation is won and you've taken on board that negativity so be positive don't be a moan little cunt and perceive perceive things the right way practice perception practice grateful um, gratitude practice being grateful for things and, uh, and yeah, so going on to referencing Ryan Holiday, Holiday's book, The Obstacle is the Way, he talks about perception in it, and then he talks about, I think it's will next. So he uses, uses examples of will and examples of how when it comes to overcoming obstacles and overcoming adversity, you've got you've got to have will as well so it's it's this, it's this, it's the stuttering it's this notion that you need the will will to carry on you know you need to have the willpower you need to look at this fucking obstacle and be brave and be fearless and be like right fuck yes we're gonna smash it it might be like this huge mountain you've got to climb but you break it down into little steps you break it down into smaller things and then you go step by step you break it down stage by stage and then you slowly slowly build up to it. That's how you overcome big obstacles, big challenges, big things. It's like saying, I want to do 500,000 pounds of income with Wobs this year, with Motec Labs, my business. Uh, last year, we just started the company. It was merely an idea. It was absolutely nothing. We had one product. You've had so many issues with it, but I want to do 500,000 pounds. And you might think, oh, that's such a big, big jump. Like, how is that? How is that possible? But the way you do it is you break it down. Whether or not I will do that, who knows, but I will do everything I fucking can to break it down and make it happen. It's like going to the gym. You might you might want to deadlift 300 kilograms one day. And whether or not that's actually going to happen, whether you're going to be able to do that or not, it's definitely possible. Just depends on how much, obviously it depends on genetics, depends on training and how, which all comes down to will at the end of the day, training that is. So it just depends on how, how you tackle the problem, how you approach it. If you go to the gym and say, I want to deadlift 300 kilograms, people are probably going to laugh at you if you just started at the gym. But if you go to the gym and say, I want to deadlift 300 kilograms. I'm going to start by deadlifting 80 kilograms. Then next month, I'm going to deadlift 100 kilograms. Then six months, I'm going to deadlift 140 kilograms. Then in one year, I'm going to deadlift 200 kilograms. And go like that and break it down into steps and break it down into stages and break it apart in your mind. It's much easier to tackle and much easier to approach. I was listening to, I can't remember who it is. I was listening to a podcast and they had, I think it's Joe Rogan, and he had a it was someone that runs ultra marathons on someone that does like these crazy mental feats that are humanly impossible running like 17 marathons back to back or 17 Ironmans back to back, which 
is you to the normal person you you would just say if unless someone had done it you would say that is not possible and the way he would do it is he would break it down mile by mile so he'd be running and he'd be like okay so over there that tree in the distance about a mile let's just get to that tree and then we'll set the next goal and then we'll get to that and then we'll get to that and then we'll get to that it's about breaking it down quantifying it and breaking it down to bite-sized manageable pieces last analogy of the day okay or oh, well, of this little section is you buy a fucking 12 ounce rump steak you, you might want to eat it all at once it might look delicious you might want to shove it all in your fucking mouth and swallow it whole but that's not going to happen the only way you're going to be able to eat it is by cutting it into little pieces chewing it and attacking it one little bit of steak at a time action you have also got to take action this is one of my biggest downfalls and something that i am working to change like constantly is i am a chronic procrastinator and i'm a procrastinator i touched on it a little bit at the start because of my ego because i am scared of failing because i am lazy because i don't want to accept that maybe i'm not going to be great at something first time maybe i'm going to need to need to practice it again and again maybe i'm going to need to eat shit and be ter- be terrible at it to begin with and then finally i'm going to get better and i'll actually be able to get good at it once i've eaten shit for a while no one likes eating shit let me tell you that much nobody likes eating shit it doesn't taste good uh, it's demoralizing, it's embarrassing, but you have to get over your own fucking ego and realize that when you start something new, everyone starts in the same place. Everyone has to eat shit and everyone has to fucking start at that stage one, you know, whether it's like a like a, a superstar DJ, whether it's a someone at the very top of their game in fitness, whether it's a top tier scientist, everyone started off with nothing and they've built it up from the ground up. The people at the top of their fucking game, the experts, the people that are absolutely smashing it, it isn't all talent. You know, sure, there's a sprinkle of talent, there is an aspect of talent, but the only difference that separates you from them is that they've taken action. They've got over their ego. They've realized that they're going to be shit at it. They've not cared that they're going to start and not be the best at something straight away. And they've eaten shit and done the time in the fucking trenches and just pushed through regardless of what anyone says, regardless of how terrible they are or something. And they have taken action and they've been consistent and they've had the will to keep on going. They've had that willpower, they've had that action. And then eventually through repetitive motion, it's it's the same as lifting, the same in the gym, they've managed to fucking get good at it. And that's all it is. When it comes to getting good at something, when it comes to overcoming the obstacle, when it comes to doing something fucking great, it's, it's just this action of being being ruthlessly repetitive with it, doing it again and again and again, and like loving the process. It's so cliche, it's so cheesy, but it's true. You can't, if you don't like the process, if you don't like the way to get somewhere, you are not gonna become good at it because the process is everything. The process is the is is 99.9999999% of everything that goes on before someone makes it to the top. And if you're not willing to eat shit and do that time, do that hard fucking work, and you don't enjoy doing that hard work, you are never going to make it to the top because you quit. People always ask me, how do I get big on YouTube? How do I make it on YouTube? How do I gain followers? Blah, 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 blah. And the thing I say is, number one is value. Provide people with some kind of value, be it... Uh, be it humor, be it information, be it knowledge, provide people with something that they can relate to, some kind of value, something that you give to them. And number two, most importantly, is consistency. Be consistent. Be consistent with it. Constantly upload, make content, produce quality videos and just put stuff out there. I'll say consistency over quality because quality is going to improve the more you do something anyway, regardless whether you want it to or not. Quality will improve the consistency. And like how many YouTubers are there that have been regularly producing 
content and videos for a period of let's say over two years that have regularly produced videos every single week that aren't massive that aren't big that haven't got over 10,000 subscribers I can't find any go and find me one find me someone that's been producing content for over two years every week minimum and doesn't have over 10,000 subscribers like someone that actually puts their time into producing quality content and doesn't have subscribers there is no one because it doesn't happen it is all a matter of consistency and will and it's the same with any other obstacle for me like i'm shit at this i could be so much bigger if i was more consistent with things but that's uh that's something i need to get over you know this like being a perfectionist only wanting to put out my best possible content out there and it isn't a priority to be huge on youtube it isn't a priority to be like the big fucking biggest biggest person out there but at the end of the day it just comes to this like repetitiveness doing it again and again and again you go to a gym you lift weights you lift the same weights you do the same movements you shouldn't be lifting the same weights actually you should be lifting heavier weights you go to the gym you go to the gym you lift weights you do the same movements you might do the same exercises but you increase the weight you do these reps you do this repetitions repetitions it's called reps for a reason and eventually you see progress eventually you see growth as you do the same thing again and again and again you begin to adapt to it you begin to build a foundation you begin to build this base of muscle and get better and better and better and that is how everything works that is pretty much how everything in life works in terms of overcoming obstacles in terms of getting better at a skill and uh, and yeah, so kind of wrapping things up now, because I've been going for a good half an hour, is the is perception is everything. Perception is the most important thing. It's uh, helped me overcome so many obstacles, helped me get to where I currently am. And it's something that I wish to constantly grow and constantly improve on. Take action, just do things, just start. You know, the worst thing you can possibly do is having having an idea or a dream and not taking action, not doing anything about it because you, you've killed it before it's even started. Embarking on something new, what is the worst thing that could possibly happen? The worst thing that could possibly happen is probably not going to happen. But the worst thing that could possibly happen is going to be resulting in you being in the same situation that you are currently in. Let's let's use an example of me moving out. Me moving out into a nice place, expensive. I felt sick signing the agreement to move here. I wasn't sure if I could do it. I didn't want to do it. Every cell in my body was like, no, Mo, play it safe. Don't fucking do it. You're going to ruin your life. But the worst thing that's going to happen is that I can't afford to make rent payments. I have to move back in with my parents at where I was currently living. So, what what the what's the fucking issue you know like I'll, i would be in the exact same place i was currently back in but i would have new knowledge i would know that okay maybe that wasn't a viable option maybe i need to try something else but but if i wasn't trying if i wasn't to try i would just be fucking miserable because i wouldn't have any direction i wouldn't be moving in in a way i wouldn't be attacking any obstacles i'd just be sat there fucking stagnating and fucking dying like us as humans we want to play it safe we just all all people are meant to do is reproduce and pass on their genes from a biological biological level that is all we are fucking designed to do so your body wants you to play it safe it wants you to take the safest possible option as long as you've got food as long as you can fucking jack off like that is that is fine with your body it will encourage you to stay there so you have to like fucking resist this resist this urge make yourself be uncomfortable like approach fear head on and actually fucking tackle things be brave take action and have the willpower to keep going and keep pushing no matter how wrong or scary it is because that is the only way you're going to get to where you want to be if you want to achieve above average at anything obviously i'm not like oh fuck mediocre mediocrity man like mediocre is average is average for a reason it's because what people most people have and it isn't always a bad thing but there are certain things where you might want to excel and do above average then you have to fucking put the time in and prepare be prepared to be scared so your body is just in this state where it wants to be 
wants to, things to remain same, wants to remain safe, you know, it's like, again, like going to the gym, your body doesn't want to get big because it functions perfectly being the way it is. You might have to force in calories. You might have to go on an extreme diet and fucking feel sick, feel really hungry. But that's because your body doesn't want to change because it is currently surviving as it is, but you don't want to survive. You want to fucking thrive. So you have to get in these scary, uncomfortable situations. And quite often with what I've learned is that every single thing that I've been unsure about, every single thing that I've been like on the fence about not wanting to do everything that I've been too scared to do whatever it is be it uh be it like uh I don't know uh, approaching someone like a, a relationship a girl be it a business opportunity a business venture be it leaving fucking EHP labs who paid me a monthly salary to start my own business and do my own pre-workout company that has now fucking made a hundred times more than they ever would have paid me like whatever it is you will always naturally gravitate towards the worst case scenario you're you will always because we are these creatures that have all these self-preservation mechanisms we will think of the worst case scenario and we will think that it's going to happen we will think that it's likely likely to happen like like anyone whether you're a guy or a girl you know you see someone attractive and you want to speak to them but you bottle it you don't speak to them and you don't speak to them because you're afraid of getting rejected you think that they they're going to reject you and it becomes this thing in your head where it spirals out of control and it gets to this point where you're like okay they will reject me if i speak to them and then you don't speak to them and then you never fucking see them again but in reality if you just went and said hi and approached them you'd probably get on with them really well and who knows what would have happened so we get into this like pessimistic negative level of energy or negative mindset because we're just thinking of the worst possible case thing as like this evolutionary biological preservation mechanism when in fact the that is incredibly unlikely to happen the chances of that happening are basically next to none and i would encourage you just to fucking go for it man think of the worst possible case scenario and realize that that probably isn't going to happen it might happen but if it does it's not the end of the world because you're going to be back in the same place you currently are. If you don't even try, you're not going to have moved. You're going to have stagnated. And then if you fail, at least you know how you failed and you can kind of build off it and improve and make a workaround to not fail in the same way next time. So number one thing that I've learned from obstacles and starting something new is just fucking try, mate. The worst possible case is very unlikely to happen the best possible case is more likely to happen and uh, it's just all about it's just all about having confidence in yourself and once you've done this a few times once you've taken these risks once you've got scared once you've put yourself in the first few steps you'll soon realize that okay maybe these things are going to work out maybe the worst possible case scenario isn't going to happen and even if it does happen it isn't too fucking bad but anyway that was uh 40 minutes of me blabbering on about my take on overcoming obstacles, adversity, taking action on things, and uh, getting getting fucking scared. If you guys want another one of these, leave a little comment down below. I don't even know if you can comment because I've never made a podcast before. I don't have a podcast account for anything. But um, yeah, if there's a follow me button, click that shit. If there's a subscribe button, click that shit. And uh, that was a little bit of my take on overcoming adversity, struggles, obstacles, and uh, I hope you enjoy it, guys. Peace out. Smash your fucking day. Lots of love. Mo.